0: Chapter number seven, when you find your place, let's stand you read the word of the Lord. And uh, just pray that, that God deals with hearts tonight. I do know uh, that um, I believe the Lord wants to do something in somebody's life tonight. But uh, he's not going to make you be saved. He's not going to make you trust him. He's not going to make you serve him. He'll make you wish you had one day and uh but he's not going to make anybody serve and he's not going to make anybody be saved but luke in chapter number seven and i'm going to begin reading in verse number 36 now regardless of simon's motives there's going we're going to look at this man simon and regardless of his motives in the text jesus arrives at this very dignified party that is being hosted by the man by the name of simon there was a social custom of the day That would allow needy people that were on the streets, if they didn't have a place to stay or eat, there was a social custom of the day that they would allow them to come in and get the leftovers. And really, the reason they did that is where people would say, Oh, Simon, what a great man of charity that he is. And so this woman ends up in this place. And I want to examine these two subjects that are mentioned. Uh, One, the man that owned the house, Simon the Pharisee, by name. And then this woman, which is a sinner. Verse 36, and one of the Pharisees desired him, that's Jesus, that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus uh, sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him, weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it, he spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he saith, Master, say on. I I need to apologize, because if I don't, I'm not going to be able to preach. I shouldn't have said that a while ago about what was cold on me. And I apologize, I ask you to forgive me. I want to touch a God, and I ask the Lord to forgive me right now. Lord, forgive me of saying that and quenching your spirit. I pray you'd touch me and help me now. Bless these precious people in Jesus' name. Verse number 42, And when he had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? The Bible said in verse number 45, Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman, since the time I came in, hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil, thou didst not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins which are many are forgiven. For she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, Thy sins are forgiven. And they that said it meet with him began to say within themselves, Who is this that forgiveth sins also? And he said to the woman, Thy faith hath saved thee. Go in peace. Thank you. You can be seated. I do appreciate you standing. I want to look at these two subjects tonight and really... Uh, Preach about something that is under attack by the media. I I don't know of a subject that is under more attack than religion. And uh, it's really uh, under attack by the media, but tonight I want to attack it myself. I know the media is attacking religion, but if I can put it this way, I'm kind of going to attack religion tonight. And the reason I'm saying that is the devil will let you have as much religion as you want. You will not find an individual other than maybe Nicodemus that has as much religion as this man Simon has in the text. I mean, he is a man that is literally ate up with religion. And the reason I said that is how many people do we know that have had a bad experience with somebody that was supposed to be right with God? I mean, they were religious but they're a per- person that maybe uh, flirted with a secretary and maybe told, told dirty jokes or maybe uh, you know hoodwinked somebody you can't trust them now they're a religious individual and they play i mean the religious hypocrite all the way and nobody knows who they are but something happened in their life and the adversary let everybody see who they truly are and uh, a lot of people have walked away from church because they a religious hypocrite Because they see these individuals and they say, man, if that's a Christian, then the world is just full of them. If that man's right with God, then I'm right with God. If he's right with the Lord, then I've got to be right with the Lord because I'm a whole lot better than that guy is. So what I want to preach on a little bit tonight, and I want you to see what happened in the text because the Bible said this in verse number 42. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? And the Bible said this. That Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most, and he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. But the thing about this man, about Simon, and what happened in this text, is Simon got blinded by his religion. I want to preach on that a little bit tonight on blinded by religion you have this religious man and you have this woman with a bad reputation but I promise you by the time I get done preaching we're gonna look and see which one of these would you really want to be now I know this that uh, there is a, the Bible talks about a pure religion and uh, there is a good religion all right so I understand this pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted to the world but one of the things about religion today is everybody it seems like in america has some type of religion you say well they're they they do not believe in god well that's humanism and so uh, that their god is themselves so everybody Has got some kind of religion they're worshiping self. that's idolatry that's where we are in our country today but it seems like everybody has got some type of religion but one of the criticisms against Christianity and I want to take it a little bit further tonight I didn't just just get religion when I got saved by the grace of God I had religion when I got born again I got the Lord Jesus Christ and one of the knocks on the religion of Christianity is that they'll say well you believe that y'all are the only one that's right you believe that you're the only ones that's going to heaven you believe everybody else is wrong and you're right well let me preface this statement by saying this I don't believe badness alone is the only ones going to heaven I believe there'll be other people that'll be in heaven that are not Baptist but let me say this they ain't nobody this is not good English good theology they ain't nobody going to heaven that has not trusted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and his name is Jesus it's not the big God up in the sky it's and it's not the co-pilot, and it's not Allah. His name is Jesus. When the apostle Paul got saved on the Damascus Road, he looked up to heaven. God said, "Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me?" It's hard for thee to get a kick against the pricks. And and Paul said, "This, who art thou, Lord?" And the Lord said, "I'm Jesus, whom thou persecutest." His name is Jesus Christ. And nobody will go to heaven uh, if they do not trust the Lord Jesus. Some people say, "Well, now I've got my own religion." And, and God's got to understand it listen this ain't no let's make a deal amen you get saved by the grace of God when you trust Jesus as your personal Savior plus nothing minus nothing the reason I said that is because religion is defined as this it's a cause or a principle or an activity that's pursued with zeal or conscientious devotion I'm gonna read that definition again and I want you to think about September 11 and what happened in this country Here's the definition: a cause or principle or an activity pursued with zeal or conscientious devotion. Those individuals that flew those airplanes in the Twin Towers and in the Pentagon and tried to take down other people, those people fit, fit that definition to a T. Everything they did, they did it in the name of religion, and they was very zealous, and they were devoted to their cause. That is what religion will do without Jesus Christ. The most miserable people you will ever meet in your life it's somebody that's religious but have never been born again it's somebody that's just carrying on a religious experience thank God tonight that I am saved. I've been born again by the grace of God but the tragedy today is you see a lot of churches they want people to just come in and feel comfortable now I, I'm gonna say this tonight I appreciate the good preaching I mean good solid white knuckle get nervous preaching I like that kind of preaching don't you you say well that made me uncomfortable well I'll say this if you're not right with God I don't want you comfortable now I want you welcome everybody in the church in your church ought to be welcome I don't care where they're from how they're dressed who they are what color they are what pastor pedigree what color or creed they ought to be welcome in your church but if they're not right with God if you're not right with God my problem is listen I don't want you comfortable What's happening is churches want people to be comfortable. They try to make everybody comfortable. They want to put everybody at ease. I'm telling you, some of y'all got saved because a preacher got up, ate about half a bag of pe- uh, 16 penny nails, shut his hand in the car door about five times, and got up, hung you out over hell, and told you you was going to hell if you didn't get right with God. You repented, come down, got saved by the grace of God. Now you got a family's in church. You got a wife sitting next to you. You got a family serving God because the preacher told you the truth and nailed her down. Amen. Hey, listen, if you're here today, God don't want you comfortable if you're not saved. That's why we got a lot of social clubs and entertainment centers because our churches feel the need to make religion more comfortable. That's never how God intended to it to be. I'm not talking about losing standards, but I am talking about, praise God, getting more than just religion. I got two or three, four, five points, all right? So stay here with me. First of all, look at their description. The Bible said in verse 36 and one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him and he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet and behold a woman in the city which was a sinner and so you have the description here you have this Pharisee this man believed the Old Testament this man by the name of Simon he believed the resurrection he believed the Messiah was coming that's a lot more than a lot of your radio theologians today Amen. this man believed in a resurrection this man believed in the Old Testament this man was part of a religious group called the Pharisees if you look at Pharisees scribes and Sadducees in the Bible you can see that there's probably about 300 times where these religious people are mentioned over a hundred times in our King James Bible the Pharisees are mentioned these were the people that when they walked down the street everybody said oh put your hands together for Reverend wonderful that means this man Simeon could quote the first five books of the Bible I'm talking about Leviticus this man could quote Leviticus okay so he knew the Bible but see you can know the Bible and not know anything about a birth so you've got this man that was eight Pharisees and Jesus denounced these people because of their hypocrisy I thought about in Matthew in chapter number 23 and at verse number 21 not everyone that saith unto me Lord Lord shall enter to the kingdom of heaven but he that doeth the will of my father which is in heaven many will say to me in that day Lord Lord have we not prophesied in thy name and thy name have cast out devils thy name done many wonderful works. then will I profess unto them I never knew you depart from me ye that work iniquity what I just read there in Matthew 23 is a description of the law is a lot of the TBN preachers that you and I will see. they're cashing out devils and they're doing it in the name of Jesus and now they're making movies and they're doing it in the name of Jesus and now they're making merchandise of God and they're doing it in the name of Jesus now let me right here they say in the note I've hit a little snag right here okay I'm telling you God never meant for Jesus Christ us to have an image of what Jesus looked like in our mind one of the most one of the most damnable things that's going on in America today is the movie the chosen is the series the chosen you say well I've been watching it well I watched it too but listen to me listen don't cut me off you listen what I'm telling you that Jesus that is being presented in America is not the Bible Jesus It's not a biblical Jesus what is being presented in America. What is presented in America now is a social Jesus. Let me make your neighborhood better. Let me make your community better. Let me be able to take care of you. Let me feed you. Let me kiss your boo-boos. Let me make you better mentally. Let me make you a better worker. Let me make you a better judge. Let me make you a better servant. Let me make you a better this and a better that. Jesus Christ of the Bible came into this world to save sinners praise God everything I mentioned he can put all that back together but when he came down to this earth he came down to this earth to save sinners and change their life number two the book of Exodus says thou shalt not have any graven image no graven image when you look at that there is an image in your mind and when you read your Bible after you watch it there's a picture of that man in your mind right now when you read it God never meant for it to be that way you say I don't believe that well I'll show you in the Bible where He tells you what Moses David Daniel Jeremiah he can tell Ezekiel he gives a descript David he gives you a description of the Old Testament people he gives you a description even the Paul of Elisha and Elijah but you will never see where Jesus is described in your Bible and the reason being God never wanted us to have an image of his son in our minds but what is being said today is a social gospel it is something that is appealing to religious people just come right on in you can have your religion but there's not going to be anything required of you so you have a description to the couple of people that are still listening let me go to the next one amen you got the Pharisee then you got this woman now, according to the wording coupled with the tradition of the day, when the Bible said this woman, <laughs> when, when she was used and abused and she was called a woman which was a sinner and she was a woman in the city, if you couple all that together, that means this woman was a harlot. That means this woman sold her body for money. Now you think about two people that's on the opposite end of the spectrum. You talk about somebody socially different. You've got this Pharisee and then you've got this woman. And this, listen, Jesus knew exactly what this woman was and what she had done. You know, Simon is given in the text. His name is given. This woman's name is not even given. We don't know who she is. She's just an old filthy, rotten sinner. You say, what does Jesus think about sinners? Well, the Bible said this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation Christ Jesus came into this world to save sinners and so here you see this saintly man by the name of Simon and then you see this old rotten sinner uh, this woman here that's in the text their, their description they're different you're talking about somebody different Simon was a leader in the community if there's any Simons here in Hartsell Alabama that's where we are ain't it if there's any of that probably Friday night down to ball game there'll be probably something now, if you're praying down to ball game Friday night I don't know okay but Simon would be the kind of guy that listen he's a president of the Rotary Club he's the guy he's gonna be leading prayer down to ball game. this man everybody knew him everybody respected him Every, And you say my uncle's the mayor of this town I'm not talking about your uncle I'm saying this is the kind of man that Simon was everybody looked at him outwardly man he had it all together outwardly he'd be the guy that would be leading in prayer outwardly he would be the guy that would on the National Day of Prayer he would be the the guy that that will close out the prayer, but this man did not know the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's Simon. You know, he say, "Simon, how you doing? He say, "Oh, I'm great. I've kept every bit of the law." This woman in the text say, "Oh, no, not me." I'm the most filthy, rotten person in this whole building. You remember when God hung you out? You remember when God showed you who you was? And you didn't think you was a good old boy no more. And you didn't think you was a good old girl anymore. And God let you see yourself as a filthy, rotten, ungodly sinner. You say, preacher, what are you talking about? That's never happened to me. Well, I tell you now, friend, I wouldn't want your ticket. I wouldn't want what you got if what I just described to you hey it don't matter if God saved you off a bar stool or off a church pew It don't matter if you got saved you're seven years old you saw yourself as a sinner you saw yourself in need to be saved and it wasn't the fact that you've offended mom or dad it was the fact you offended God Simon didn't have any of those problems he'd say you know what I've kept every bit of the law and Simon would say I'm a good feller." this woman would say oh no not me everybody look at Simon and say son I want you to turn out like Simon but everybody in town said oh don't whatever you do don't ever turn out like this girl right here I mean Simon would say you know what I'm a holy a person she'd say no I, I'm unholy Simon he knew every bit of the word all this woman knew about was the world Simon would say I'm clean she said I'm very unclean. I'm talking about opposites people right here. Uh, She was a person that was not respected in the, the community. But here's a shocker and here's what blowed my mind. When you read this text guess who has the politeness toward Jesus? Guess who had, guess who shows him kindness? She wasn't the person that you would look at. Something began to happen and she began to show respect to Christ. Here's what's the bad thing about it. Is the religious man, he has the bad manners. Right. Right. He disrespects Christ. He doesn't appreciate Christ. He doesn't like the authority of Christ. Right. Hey, listen, they people get saved anytime they say, Well, oh yeah, I don't want to go to hell, and that's a good reason wanted to want to be saved. But there's more than that. There's more than that. Jesus didn't come down here to be a fire escape. He came to save his people from their sins. That's what the Bible said, straight out of the book, all right. And so we know this. There's a whole book about manners and customs. Manners mattered back then. It ought to matter today. I mean, you got young people, and I, I know this, and some of y'all old enough to remember this. If your daddy would have said, Son, uh, come here, come up here, and if your daddy would have said that, and you didn't come up there pretty fast, and if you'd said, What? What, old man? What did you pop? After being about what had happened, amen. That's right, you know I'm telling you right, amen. It's in North Alabama, ain't it? You know that's right, even from y'all Yankees, probably got your jaws wrung. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm talking about if you popped off to that, and now you got huh, and what, and all that. Well, back then, manners mattered. And so here's this man that's supposed to be, he's supposed to be the kind guy, he's supposed to be the one, but listen, he did not know what to do with Jesus. See, back in the day, if you had a guess, there were some things that you did, there was a protocol. And back in the day when somebody would come to your house, a kiss, and I'm trying to hurry, but I got a little thought out, amen. The rest of y'all, I can't, but I'm doing okay now, praise God, amen. <laughs> back in the day when you showed up, when somebody came in your house, you know what you did? You gave them a kiss. That was then. This is now. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what we do. I said that I said you know I, I was preaching there at the church I said this is an old-fashioned New Testament Baptist Church and then it dawned on me where I read down through there and one of the and one of the epistles where it said greet one another with a holy kiss I thought hmm we ain't got there quite yet hey man. we have not got there quite yet now now listen listen I understand back in those days there was a, a little bit of different, but what I'm saying is That Jesus Christ was received by this woman, but not by this man. He said this. He said, Thou never gave me a kiss. We don't do that today. We shake hands. And they ain't nobody really. They got no business. Nobody's got any business kissing my wife or hugging my wife but me. Amen right there. Amen. Amen. All right. And so when you come in, if they were a co-worker or a fellow Pharisee, somebody on your social level, you'd give them a kiss on the cheek. If somebody came in your house and you thought they were superior to you, you would kneel down and you would kiss them on the hand. That's why they kissed the hand of the Pope today. Because they say, well, he's superior to us. And we know that. I think he needs to get a, well, there ain't no bad doses. I gonna say he needs to get a good dose, but there's no bad doses. But he needs to get a good dose of heaven sent Holy Ghost Jordan wide salvation. Amen. That would help the Pope amen said yeah, okay alright get your rosary beads out I reckon amen when you thought somebody was inferior to you you would not even pay attention you would ignore him, and that's what Simon did he ignored Jesus Christ cause he hit, he did not know who he was and he didn't know what to do with him religious people they don't know what to do with the Christ of the Bible They don't want nobody telling them what to do. They don't want nobody having authority over them. Jesus came and the Pharisees said, Who gave thee this authority? People who have a problem with authority have a problem with God. Hey, I know there's preachers and I understand that there's probably a lot of charlatans out there and a lot of hirelings, and they use the pulpit to bludgeon people, and they use that position. I'm not talking about drinking Kool-Aid, y'all. I hope you understand that. I hope you know that. But Jesus Christ is Lord he's the Lord you don't bow down to your pastor you follow him as he follows Christ and he's following the Word of God if your pastors doing that just amen nod your head salute him and say preacher nail it down we need it amen people who have a problem with the authority have a problem with God if it's God-given authority this man listen he said you kiss, and then you'd wash feet. Of course, they traveled on, on foot. People say, well, you have a foot-washing church. I, I said, praise God, everybody needs to wash your feet. Amen? So, but back in the day, you would wash feet. And again, it's the same thing. There was an order. If you thought they were co-equal, a servant would wash the feet. If you thought they were superior and socially above you, you would wash their feet. But if you thought that you were above them, nobody even offered Jesus a basin. The same thing with the oil. You get the idea. Uh, The guest of equal, the servant did it. If they were superior, you applied the oil. And you know what? And here's what happened. Simon did this on purpose. He did it on purpose. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew how to carry it out. And he knew He said, hey, there's nobody going to be in charge in here but me. But there was one woman in the text, one individual. I mean, listen, they probably, some of them there, they probably got a kiss on both cheeks. They probably been maybe the rabbi down there, River Church, or something like that. And I mean, listen, you say, well, you need some oil. Here's my member code to Young Living. I mean, you get all the oil you want. I mean, you can have every bit of it. Here's my code. Just put it on my card. You can have every bit of it. But nobody even paid any attention to this woman, and nobody paid attention to Jesus except this woman paid attention to Jesus Jesus paid attention to this woman you say why is that because he knew they would be one in the building he knew they would be one you say would Jesus Christ do that for one individual buddy he he took somebody in a spirit of revival in Acts chapter number 8 preaching God saving people and sent him down to an Ethiopian eunuch so that eunuch could be saved God loves one sinner enough to send them a message that they can be saved by the grace of God amen Man, you think about this, she pours it out, Jesus said this, he said, you, thou us me no kiss, my head with oil thou didst not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment, and you say, well brother Randy, you know, what, what about this, well, she, she didn't want what he had, and I know some of y'all think I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm honest with y'all, how can you preach on sin and be nice, I'm not talking about being unkind. But you can't preach against sin. <laughs> oh, sin is bad. Oh, nail it down, Osteen, buddy. Did you hear Old Joel today? Sin is, well, he wouldn't even say sin is bad. Sin's awful. Sin is bad. You can't preach against sin with a smile on your face. Because look at what it's doing. Look at what it's done. You're not mean. The preacher's not being mean and arrogant when he tells you what the Bible says because if he loves you and he appreciates you, he's trying to salvage you. Hey, I need my hide busted. I need the preacher to get up and show me my sin out of the Bible so I can get right with God. Simon did not want that. He did not want anybody in charge but himself. But there was this, this woman, and the Bible said she was a sinner. You know what happened? She began to weep she goes overboard she and kisses his feet she begins to wipe his feet with her hair you say why would she do that because she knew what she was doing she broke the alabaster box that alabaster box it contained perfume I mean it contained perfume that she no doubt would use that perfume inside that alabaster box to attract men y'all know what she did for a living and she did it night after night and she would take that perfume inside that alabaster box and break that box, just barely crack the box open put a little bit of perfume on and then walk the streets and people would smell her and say oh she's here again but she took that alabaster box that night and I tell you what she did she took the box and she broke the box and she poured it out you say why because she said I'm not gonna need this anymore I'm I'm done with the street walking I'm done with the turning places." I'm done with the turning heads I'm done with this lifestyle that sounds like repentance to me Fred you know what she did she went overboard she began to wipe his feet with her tears and she began to wash his feet with her hair with that perfume and that alabaster box and with her hair that's how she attracted men and do you know the very things that she used for the devil she's using them now for Jesus The very perfume that she used to attract men, she poured it out before him. The very hair that was to be used for the glory of God, she had used it for the devil. And in one moment of time, she bent down before the Lord and began to worship him and kiss his feet and wipe his feet with her hair. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank God. Hallelujah. You say, what's happened? She's forsaken it all. She's saying, I'm done with it. Thank God, Brother Bob. I remember the day when I said I'm done with it. Amen. God, you can have it. You can have the poker tables. You can have. I ain't even gonna tell you what all I tell you say. Well, brother Randy, what all'd you say? I don't know what all I said, but I'm telling you what he did. Thank God he changed my life. When I get up off yeah. my knees, I ain't never been the same. Hey, yeah. man. Yeah. Thank God. Hallelujah. She's forsaken it all. She's turning her back on her old ways. She's turning her back from her idols to serve the living God. What I just gave you was an illustration of repentance. You got Dr. So-and-so arguing on about it, what it is. You got these fellows that got more degrees than a North Pole thermometer, and they're trying to tell you what repentance is. Hey, listen, I'm just no country toe-headed boy from Georgia. I know what a gee whiz is. I know what leather britches are. Some of y'all don't even know what that is. But I tell you what I know repentance is. You turn your back on what you're doing and you turn to God. Amen. I'm not talking about quitting smoking and drinking and all that stuff to get God to save you. But I'm telling you what you will do. You won't be trying to swing a deal with God. You'll say, God, I'm done with it. That's what she said. God, I'm done with my life, done with my lifestyle, done with my sin. God, you can have whatever is left. You remember when that happened to you? Now you may not have this testimony. You may have the testimony that you've been a church member all your life. All right. Well, I'm going to look at something here, and I'm trying to quit. Look at their debt. I want you look in the verse. Look look at verse forty. Jesus answering said unto him Simon, I have somewhat to say to thee. He said, Master, say on. Now listen, y'all. There's a reason Jesus put this in the text, verse forty-one. There was a certain creditor, which had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence the other 50. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. You say, they're dead? Oh, yes, they're dead. See, the creditor is Jesus. The two debtors that I just read you about, it's Simon and it's this woman. Read it. The creditor is Jesus. He gives them a parable. He said there was a creditor, a certain creditor that had two debtors, the one owed 500 pence, the other 50. Now, I know y'all quick on your feet with math. There ain't no doubt in my mind God put that in there on purpose. Simon thinks, well, I'm I'm 10 times better than this woman. Oh, I'm 10 times better than she is, 50 and 500. I'm 10 times better than this woman is. Jesus said, no, you're not, Simon. That's the problem he said I'm the creditor there's two debtors listen I don't care how much if you it don't matter how much you owe if you don't have nothing to pay it don't matter if you owe a million dollars if or if you owe twenty dollars if you have nothing to pay nothing from nothing is nothing He's saying Simon you think you got it you think you're right you owe as much as this woman does but you have nothing to pay that's what religion says if you'll pay it if you'll keep going if you'll just keep these commandments if you'll just make sure you count these rosary beads if you come to confession every Friday if you live out this life if you don't drink and you don't smoke and you don't chew and you don't run with ones that do and I'm just everything I just said right there but if you're trusting in that to get you to heaven you're not going I'm not try, I'm not judging you I'm telling you what the judge said not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us. For by grace are you saved through faith, in that and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. Salvation is not a reward, y'all. It's a gift. It's a gift. They're so contrasted in the text, but actually, they're the same. See, here's what we do. Somebody stands up, and I'm glad God saves those sinners. I'm glad that, I mean, listen, I'm talking about the meanest, roughest, ugliest sinner. Amen. I'm glad God saves them off a bar stool. I'm glad he does. Thank God there's probably somebody in here God may have saved you out of a honky-tonk, juke, joint, whatever. May have saved you out of... I don't know, rock and roll band, fill in the blank. God may have saved you out of something like that. But I'm gonna say something tonight, friend, and y'all know what I'm talking about, and most of you do. If you take a hog and you shoot him between the eyes, y'all have hog killings over here probably. If you take a hog and you shoot him between the eyes with a hollow point twenty two, or you shoot him in the right between the eyes with a three oh eight, he dead. Even if you shot him with a .22 hollow point, if you shot him with a 7 millimeter, you killed him. He's dead. I said that to say this. If you're not saved, it don't matter if you're in a church member or, or God right. saved, saved you out of BFW. Amen. Right. Dead is dead. Everybody in here that's not saved, you're dead in trespasses and in right. sin. Right. And what Jesus is saying in the text, he's saying both of you owe And neither one of you have anything to pay. You say, oh, Brother Randy, she was saved when she got there. This is a different account. You say, how do you know, Brother Randy, that it's different? Verse 47, wherefore I say unto thee, her sins which are many are forgiven. Verse 48, and he said, thy sins are forgiven. Not were forgiven, thy sins are forgiven. She walked in a sinner, she left a saint. She walked in condemned, she left converted. She walked in going to hell. She left going to heaven. Amen. Now, listen, I'm done. I'm done with what I'm going to say. If you take that, if you can take, and here, you, I'm not saying that you're not saved if you do remember what you said. I'm not saying that you could not even get saved if you didn't really know anything and somebody's there trying to help you and say, hey, just call on God, ask the Lord to forgive you, stuff like that. I'm not saying you're not saved if you do remember what all you said. But if you can take that Bible and show me one word this woman said in the text, Bob Sanders will give you $1,000. Folks, you won't find anywhere in this Bible where that woman said one word, not a word. Now, you may be here tonight, and you may be struggling because you say, Well, I don't remember what all I said. The devil's saying, Well, you're not saved because you didn't say the right thing. Hogwash hey Or as they say down to Japanese restaurant, hoggy washy. The devil says, you're not saved because you didn't say the right thing. He said that to me. They said, well, you're not saved because you didn't say this. Hey, we we all of us probably are guilty. Somebody stands up and says, Well, I remember the preacher got up and his preaching, and buddy, I smelled the smoke and all that kind of stuff. And I I mean listen, I didn't smell no smoke today. I got saved. I didn't feel no fire my feet wasn't on fire I tell you what I was sick and tired of being sick and tired I was sick of my sin and I said Lord you can have my life if you'll take it I'll pour it out before him and I can't tell you a word I said I don't know what I said but I sure can tell you what he did thank God the day I poured it out to him the day I knelt down before Jesus I have never been the same since that day I have never been the same since i be, knelt before Christ. And I don't know what I said, but thank God where I was blind, now I see. He made a difference in my life, and he's still making a difference in my life. Thank God, amen. I'm just telling you, friend, religion will blind you. Blinded by the God of this world, the devil will let you have all the religion you want just as long as you don't kneel before Christ and trust Him as your personal Savior. Pour it out before Him tonight, amen. You have the debt, and you cannot pay the debt that you owe. Simon kept his religion. Verse 44 said, Seest thou this woman, Simon? He couldn't. He couldn't see her because he was blinded by religion. Let's everybody stand. Every head bowed, every eye closed.